I think a lot of it has to do with wanting to fit in. You want to be normal. You want you really don't want people to recognize you unless you're awesome. You're listening to Manual Focus, a monthly podcast where we talk to a Christian creative and we learn a lesson that God has taught them. I'm Alicia Cologne, paper illustrator and photographer, and your host. So on today's episode, I sit down with designer and illustrator Ben Stafford. Now he's illustrated for clients like ESPN and National Geographic and American Express, but also he also runs a design studio with his wife, Beth. And and beyond being an amazing illustrator and designer, he has a heart of gold. Um, he is going to share and open up something that's difficult for him uh, in hopes that it will help and support other people because he is putting you guys first. And so I love that heart about him and I'm really excited for all of us to learn about what he has to say today. Hey Ben, thank you so much for being on Manual Focus today. What do you want to share with us? Uh, Let me first start off by saying thanks for having me. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and asking me to be on. I'm honored and privileged to be here with you, so thank you. Um, I'm going to start off with a disclaimer and just say this is my story. I'm grateful for all the abilities that I have. I'm not trying to compare uh, it to anybody else's, but I do hope my story encourages you. So with that disclaimer, uh, I'll begin by saying that I shouldn't be alive. Um, And if that doesn't doesn't change your perspective on life, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, Since the day I was born, um, I was diagnosed with asthma. And um, that's been my life. Uh, hospital visits, I don't remember. A doctor standing in front of my parents saying that I shouldn't be alive. You know, this was just the beginning. Um, so all of these problems with asthma, my lungs, uh, my low immune system that would make me susceptible to sinus infections and flare-ups and coughing spells, um, you know, prevented me from going to friends' houses, from going outside. I basically stayed inside nine out of the 12 months of the year. You know, I'm, I'm living in Ohio. We have horrible seasonal allergies here, spring and fall. And we have the winter, which is horrible for people with asthma because cold in the lungs is horrible. Um, so I was inside and I was taking my breathing treatments for my asthma. Uh, and while I did that, I drew. So I don't know if that was the beginning of my art and design career, um, but that definitely, I had, I had the time to do that. I remember being in school and having to stay inside from recess and having uh, to draw. So these are just odd moments of my life knowing that I wasn't normal or quote yeah. unquote, you know, yeah. normal, healthy every day. Um, and you know, when we're kids, we learn that song, Jesus loves me. And we learn that truth. They are weak, but he is strong, but that's really a lifelong truth. Um, yeah. that, that I think we can still apply today as an adult. Yeah. So I'm, Wow, dude, you came out of the gates blazing there. Um, wow. So asthma and like, so I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Okay. So I know that it's, it's something that can be extremely severe, but I also know it can be something that is like very light, you know? Right. So, right. Some kids, some kids can get by with just a little inhaler in their pockets. And those are the ones that was it Disney Disney movies often made fun of? You know, the nerdy kid always had the inhaler. Yeah. And so that was always, you know, <laughs> something that I had to uh, carry, carry the burden. Um, but but no, mine was a very severe case and um, my lungs just weren't functioning at a normal level. I would have very rapid breaths and that's when the doctors thought, you know, 
how are you how are you even alive right now um oh, wow. you know, normal healthy kids i mean you shouldn't be you shouldn't be breathing like that yeah and living so yeah and how early was that i mean how early did they realize that something was wrong uh, very early on, um, days, weeks, and wow. and then it just continued. I, I wasn't sleeping. My mom told me that I, I didn't sleep for the first you know eighteen months of my life. Oh gosh! It, for for a long period of time, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that was rough on them. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can only imagine. Oh man. Yeah. And then I, I love that. Like, um, in in this struggle, you found something to kind of occupy your time, which was drawing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's something poetic there. There is. I think given the opportunity, um, I, I, I turned that into something that I can point to today and say, you know, that's where it began. That's where it started. And I never stopped. Um, and I don't know what, what my life would look like if I were out there playing recess with the other kids. Uh, so, you know, it, looking back, sure, I'm thankful for that time. Um, that's cool. But moving on from childhood, you know, into high school, um, I had a bout that um, I lost a lot of weight. I, I wasn't eating, and it wasn't because I was struggling with any kind of eating disorder. It was my stomach wasn't accepting the food that I was eating, and I just wasn't, I didn't have an appetite. So I lost a ton of weight, um, just diagnosed with GERD. Um, they did some tests, and that's all they could come up with. So that's still a mystery, um, but that was a really hard senior year of high school, um, knowing that you know I'm, I'm losing lots of weight, I'm supposed to be, you know, having the time of my life and um, was really struggling health-wise. And, you know, when I was in high school, I'm watching Smallville. Do you ever watch that show? It's super corny. Super <laughs> corny. No, I But haven't. in high school, that was my jam. So Smallville is, is the story of Clark Kent growing up in Smallville, Kansas. Yeah. You know, when he's, when he's got his powers, he's developing his powers. And um, he just wants to be normal. And that resonated with me so much. He's on a totally opposite spectrum, right? So he's on the hero spectrum and he's all the way up here and he's wanting to come down to be normal. And I'm on the other end of the spectrum saying like, I'm, I'm really sick. I've got asthma, allergies, weight loss, sickness, sinus infections, whatever. And I just want to be normal. I want people to see me as just this normal kid and it just can't happen. And so that was really uh, a resonating moment for me thinking, you know, I just want to be Clark Kent. I just want to be normal. Um, and that's not the end. I mean, in college, I started to experience migraines, which I don't know if you've had migraines before, but they're incredibly painful. They're life pausing. You have to put your mom your uh, life on pause um, because you just have to check out uh, whether that's you're having fun or at work. You just kind of have to say, you know, I'm out. Yeah. I can't do anything. Um, and first experience that in college and then kidney stones. Have you ever had a kidney oh stone? Oh my goodness, no. So I had my first one in college. Um, it's my senior year. Yeah, my senior year. And uh, it was eight millimeters, which is incredibly large. It was my first one and it was lodged, uh, you know, on its way down. And I thought I was dying. Um, incredible amount of pain. Oh my goodness. Uh, my mom has had three pregnancies and kidney stones. And she says, it's this. It's really the same thing as oh far as pain-wise. So uh, that was incredibly painful, and I've had dozens since then, oh reoccurring. It can be a, a yearly event. Sometimes I'm hospitalized. Sometimes I'm not. Um, like till this anyway, day. To this. Till this day, yeah. I still I still get kidney stones. Oh I'm still goodness. in the hospital. It's ruined Christmases, anniversaries. Um, yeah. Um, 
you know, but after college, you know, thankfully God gave me a job with an understanding boss at an agency that I worked at for six years before joining my wife, Beth, uh, full-time at our design studio, Fox Meadow. Um, so I do get to work from home now and I get to be a full-time dad. Um, so while working from home can, can be stressful sometimes, it sure does reduce the anxiety of taking sick days and time off. Yeah. So that's, that's something that was hard at an, at an agency. You know, you only had so many days off, uh, sick days. Um, so now I, I have a little bit more freedom to do that, but still it's tough. Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. I mean, I was expecting it to stop at some point. Nope. <laughs> but it, so well, to kind of circle back to the asthma, how's that going? Is that still like really so, bad? So that's, that's under control unless I get, you know, a cold or a sinus infection. Infections can enter my lungs and say, hey, you want to fight? And then my lungs are like, yeah, let's fight. And then my lungs are working overtime. And um, so that could, could uh, inflame things. But on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, I'm not carrying around an emergency inhaler. You know, if, if I have a flare-up, I do have uh, a machine that I use here at home. So... It's not as drastic as it once was. That's cool. And so, so for that, I'm thankful. Was the, so was the drawing, that staple that kind of saved you during childhood, was that continued on? Did yeah. It, was that still a source of help? It was. I think it was just something that occupied my time. I mean, I, I had music and uh, other things that, other hobbies that I did. Uh, but when I was taking my breathing treatments they can last 15 minutes 20 minutes yeah you know you just have to sit there and before cell phones and ipods and all that stuff you know, it was you either read a book or magazine or or in my case draw and i chose to draw so um absolutely i think that that helped um but i just got through college i haven't even really talked about being an adult yet and uh a few days after i turned 30 i had contracted viral encephalitis which is really just a fancy word for inflammation of the brain. What? Which, yeah, so I, I was trying to go to sleep one night, and I just couldn't. I was tossing and turning, and I was telling Beth, you know, I can't, I can't get comfortable. My, my brain's twisting and turning, and I can't think straight. Um, and so I, I was taken to the hospital. They gave me a spinal tap. They did lots of tests. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, and they finally determined it was viral encephalitis, but that had me bedridden for 20 days. I was delirious, weak. I had, you know... Lost a ton of weight, obviously, again. Um, so if you all see me, I'm very, I'm a thin dude. You are a thin um, dude. And, and a lot of that is because dietary restrictions now. Um, and I'll get into that here in a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't choose to be this thin. Um, I've had life, life hit me a little bit. So um, I lose weight and that's just on top of me being thin already. So um, viral encephalitis came and went uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and now the last bout up until present is IBS, which nobody really wants to talk about, you know, <laughs> bowel problems, oh, okay. food sensitivities, like, and like the fear, the legit concern of not being close to a toilet. You know, <laughs> this is something you might dream about or have nightmares about, but this is just my everyday life. I don't like going out to eat um, wow. because, you know, I'm not close to home. Yeah. And uh, that's just awful, especially when you're trying to have fun or if you're out at a conference or you know, these are just things that plague me. Um, so I'm, I often tell my friends that you're not a true friend unless our fun time has been interrupted by me not feeling well, whether that's a headache, migraine, IBS, uh, stomach upset, whatever it is, it, it can ruin, you know, fun times. Yeah. So I, I lived a long time trying to be this Clark Kent, Clark Kent 
And I often found myself slipping back into the habit of wanting people to think that I'm normal or healthy. And the reality is people need to know that it's okay to admit that you're weak. And that was something for me that, that took a long time for me to be okay with. And that's why I'm, I'm on this podcast telling you guys about my struggles, about this thing that I've, I've never talked to anybody about this publicly. I usually try to hide it. If I'm sick, I'm going to try to hide it as best as I can. If you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to tell you I'm okay because um, I want to tough it out. I want to see if I can make it, if I can make it great, if I can just make it till I get home, I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case. I need to start admitting that I'm weak and that's okay because Second Corinthians 12.10 says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, so God doesn't promise us a break from our stress illnesses or struggles, but he does promise us comfort in Jesus. And that's what I'm relying on. He tells us in uh, Matthew 12, 28 through 30, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like, wow, really? Jesus wants to take my burdens. You know, he's not only got the love behind that statement, but the power. Yeah. I love my wife, Beth. And if she was sick, I would love to take that away from her. But I don't have that power. Jesus does. And that rest that he promises, it only comes, it only comes through him. And you need to realize that he doesn't grant it, you healing in this life. He gives it to you in the next. And that's the eternal life in heaven when you have a new and perfect body. And that's what I'm looking forward to, at least. That's where I'm putting my hope. And I'm pushing all my chips onto that promise. I don't, so. I don't think I need, we could end right here. Like that, that, is, <laughs> that is so strong and that I can tell like that just comes from a place of vulnerability, but in that vulnerability, there's strength because you're not relying on your power anymore. You're relying on his. Um, Absolutely. And I, I love that statement. It's okay to admit that you're weak. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Absolutely. I think so often we either try to hide it, mask it. Um, or wallow in it. And that's not okay either. I think um, I'm not going to boast about my weaknesses. I'm going to boast that, that Christ has my back, that he's the one making me strong, or you know, he's still influencing my life when I am weak, when I am sick in bed, when I'm having a migraine. You know, He hasn't left. Mm. He, he's not hands off. Um, he cares very much about me and my health. And um, we're not promised healing in this life. Some mm. people do uh, do get miraculously healed. And that, that does come from God. That is Jesus. Um, but sometimes he doesn't. And we yeah. need to be okay with that. Um, because if you truly are a believer, if you believe that Jesus has, has died and risen and, and you are his, uh, then you will experience healing. And like I said, that, that's in heaven. And that's something I lo- I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And I love, I, I love to I'm just so enamored in God's love right now because he knew that all this stuff was going to go on. Like he, he, he knew that. And so at the very beginning, while you were a child, he paved the way of provision. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He paved that way of this is what you're passionate about. You're passionate about drawing. And that ended up carving away um, into this freelance, like this company that you have. Uh, that you're able to deal with all of these things because mm-hmm. he obviously knew um, that his love is so deep and so wide and we don't get it in the time at all. We don't. Um, 
So why would you say, or why do you think people hide? Like why, why is it so hard for us? Why was it so hard for you for a long time um, to admit like, hey, I am weak? I think a lot of it has to do with wanting to fit in. You want to be normal. You, want, you really don't want people to recognize you unless you're awesome. You know, recognize me for my awesome things. Ignore the, the struggles that I have. Ignore my weaknesses. Um, I think a lot of that's reflected in social media. Um, you want people to see your highlights. Nobody wants to see the lowlights. Or you, I guess you don't want to show people your lowlights. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a really hard thing to do uh, just as a human being to admit that you're not perfect, that you do struggle with things that you are weak um because i think we all want to be strong we all want to appear like we've got it together um i'll be the first to say that i don't and um and and that goes with my health too i I can't really control a lot of these things and so uh, i'm either going to roll with them with god on my side or i'm going to ignore god and try to do it in my own power which isn't going to get me anywhere anyway yeah so yeah yeah i have plenty of stories about how trying to do it my own way and it not really panning out so well. Um, yep. So is this something on a day-to-day basis, meaning um, just reminding yourself that you're weak? Or I mean, I understand that you have sicknesses and, and therefore that you have that physical reality that kind of taps you on the shoulder with, regardless if you want it or not. Um, sure. But are there things or habits or disciplines that you have in your life to kind of help you recenter yourself um, to connect with God? I think that's just recognizing the moments that you know you're the weakest. Um, when I feel a migraine coming on, when I'm feeling sick to my stomach, I think it's just prayer. Um, a lot of these scriptures that I've already shared and, and plan on sharing on this uh, episode, I think, are really, really good to dive into and memorize and think about yeah. um, just as, as little uh, pop-ups that you can go to uh, and say, yes, I know the truth. I can't uh, get in the way of myself. I, I need to let Jesus into this, too, uh, because he is ultimately in control. Um, so it's a lot of letting go yeah. and uh, scripture. Yeah. Um. So I really like what you were saying about memorizing scripture, you know, kind of like be renewed by the transform of your mind. Right. So like putting those mm-hmm. scriptures within your, with your brain housing group, as my husband says it. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and that, in that prayer, you know, just that, that breath prayer, if you will, you know, like in mm-hmm. those moments, training. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like training ourselves going like, Okay. And, and just so the audience knows like a breath prayer is normally a prayer that's like so short that you could say in one breath. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not about length of prayers. It's not about wordiness. It's not about saying per like, you know, words in a certain order. It's spinning three times and you know, it's none of that, you know, it's, um, it's a heartfelt, it can be very short prayer to help you in those moments. Absolutely. So, well, do you have, uh, would you like to kind of put a little ring around this and sum up our time sure. together? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll close by saying that, uh, I'll, cl- I'll close with a couple verses, but um, first I want to say that back in December of last year, a really close friend told me, out of everyone I know, you may have the most fun just living life. And mm. that took me by surprise because of how I 
you know, try to live my life trying to act like I'm okay and really I'm, I'm sick. And, but he's still seeing that I'm living life like, like everything's fine or at least that I'm having fun. And I, I hope that's true. Uh, that meant the world to me as I receive love most by words of affirmation. I love life and I am having fun, but often I can't because of my weaknesses. But I want people to see the joy I have regardless of my circumstances. And um, most importantly, that that joy only comes from Jesus. It's not yeah. something that I'm, I'm, it's very different from happiness. Happiness is fleeting and joy is being, um, you know, joy is, joy only comes to Jesus, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't manifest that joy no matter how hard I try or wish it. Yeah. Um, so that's just something I'd like to say. But but Second Corinthians twelve nine says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so I read I read a quote by a guy one time that said, People don't want to hear about your misery nor your success, but they will eat up a story about your misery turning into success. Mm. Now, while, while I kind of believe that, I also want people to know that success looks different for different people. I want people to know that they're not alone in their misery, in their pain, or their yeah. struggles. But I also want pe- them to know that my success is realizing that I'm a child of God, and He alone sustains my life. He takes and He gives away, but not without a purpose or plan. If being health-challenged for the rest of my life means just that, then I hope I can still give Christ glory and honor through it. Uh, I hope I can bless and encourage other people through it, and i I've been encouraged by other people's stories who were much worse off than I. Are you familiar with um, Corey Ten Boom? Yes, I love. Okay. The, yes, <laughs> so, like the yeah, hiding so, place so she, or yes, like, yeah. excellent book. I remember reading that probably in seventh grade, and um, there's a story about her um, in this concentration camp. For the listeners that don't know, please look mm-hmm. up Corey Ten Boom. But she was a, a Jew in, in a um, Nazi concentration camp, and uh, one of the things in this this camp in their cell that was absolutely horrible living conditions were fleas. Yes. And they were just awful. They were, they would bite, they would be annoying, you know, horrible. And, um, she was thinking about praying against them, but then, uh, they would often try to have Bible studies Mm -hmm. or at least like times when they would get together and share truth. And, um, they were not interrupted because the guards wouldn't come in because of these fleas. fleas. Yeah. And I thought God gave her those fleas so that they could have these moments and the guards wouldn't interrupt them because of the fleas. Yeah. Like that's something I try to think about with my illnesses. Like these are my fleas. Let let me just, there's, they're there for a reason. And if they're only there so that I can encourage somebody else, then so be it. Um, She's got a great quote that says, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. And if you look to Christ, you'll be at rest. And I think that resonates with me a lot. Um, I really want to encourage other people who are, sick, ill, weak, struggle with depression, things like that, because we do have hope in Christ. And I think that's absolutely um, helped me in my journey in life. Um, And I actually gave uh, a book away at Christmas called I Am Strong by Mm -hmm. John S. Dickerson to some of my followers on Twitter. And I would encourage anybody listening whose hearts have been stirred by our discussion tonight by that book, um, or I'm sorry, by that book. Um, it's filled with so much truth with a capital T and scripture that is like salve for your wounds. I promise you it's helped me on my journey and I hope it can help on, on yours too, if you're listening and and this resonates. Oh my goodness. That's so So, amazing. I love that. Um, that's the book I was reading during my viral encephalitis, those 20 days when I was in and out of consciousness. Um, I would slowly read that book page by page and 
boy, oh boy, did that have some great stuff for me in that moment, but for me in my life too. Oh my goodness. Um, how did you, how did you come across that book? It sounds like, um, it's something, you know, my mother-in-law was listening to a radio program and I don't know if she heard about that book and passed it along to Beth and my wife. And, and she said, you should probably get this book. So Beth ordered it right away, said, you need to read this. And, and I did. Um, and John has been great. I've, I've talked to him since I've read it. Um, and he's helped me, uh, distribute some of these books too. Um, so he's been, he's been great. And that's the author. Um, that is the author, yes, and he's he's got an incredible story too. So if my story, uh, even in the slightest bit, resonates with you, John's will uh, even more so. Um, so I'll I'll let you close, uh, however you want to close. But I just want to close with scripture, yeah. um, and that's Second Corinthians one three through four. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So that's what I'm hoping for this, this whole discussion has been for. Um, it's not for me to, to say, look how sick I've been my whole life. It's for me to point to Christ. And yeah. so he is my hope. He is my salvation. Um, and he's going to get me through the rest of my life. Obviously, I've shared all my struggles and weaknesses and health concerns up until now. I'm not done with this. 30 yeah. years from now, I'll have a whole new list. And, uh, it, you know, that's just something that I'm going to live with. Oh my goodness. Well, Ben, you are a shining example to me of a strong Jesus follower. Um, you know, he says, carry your cross every day, you know, and as, as you pointed out, like there's physical things to that, but there's also just surrendering. There's letting go. There's trusting God that his plan is bigger than mine. I don't have to understand, lean not on my own understanding, you know, but acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And he, and he has, and he will continue Absolutely. to do that. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I know that I was touched and I know um, there's going to be many encouraged. So if anybody uh, would like to reach out and go deeper on this topic, where can they find you online? Uh, sure. My, um, you can, you can, if you want to talk to me, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, I've got those DMS open. They should be, uh, open instead of private. So feel free to reach out to me then. Um, you can find me on at benillustrated.com. If you want to see my illustration work, if you want to see my wife and I's studio work, that's fxmdw.com. That's Fox Meadow without any vowels. Um, but yeah, that's dope. Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you so much for your time and vulnerability today. Thank you, Alicia. Appreciate it. Oh man, guys, I know that that episode blessed y'all because it definitely blessed me. And there's a couple of nuggets that I continually think about um, since then, especially the whole the whole thing with the fleas, man, and and how um, God can use those things that we think are for our detriment that he can turn those into such beautiful things or things of protection or growth um, if we allow that. And that just, man, that just sticks sticks with me so hard. So anyway, Ben, thank you so much for being vulnerable and being transparent. And if any of you guys want to get in contact with me, I'm at Alicia Cologne uh, on pretty much any social platform. So again, thank you guys so much. And until next month, stay focused. <laughs>